ask me to talk. Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacy Heller. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. If you can't listen live each week, then you can find Don't Ask Me to Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. Or remember, you can text D-A-M-T-T to 55678 and you will get podcast details. If you want to connect with me, if you have a comment or you have a question, you can call into the studio while we're recording um, or while we're airing here live right now. Uh, The number is 425-373-5527. You can also find me through my website, stacyconnects.com. So my guest today is Dr. Erica Wood. Uh, She is a naturopathic primary care physician who practices with Dr. Busy Riley, who has been a guest on the show a couple of times. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I am so, it is so ingrained in me that when somebody is a doctor that it's like, oh, I don't know if I can call her by her first name. <laughs> it's like we have uh, a family friend, actually, um, Eric Shipley. He is a doctor, and he's very low-key about it. And so he would say, you know, oh, it's fine. Just call me Mr. Shipley. And Pete and I were like, no, he earned the title doctor. Like, you must call him. And so they came up with a compromise. And so forever after, he has been Dermer. So he's Dr. Mr. Shipley. (laughs) Okay. So that's the way we do it around our house. Um, So welcome. As you know, I do a brain dump, rant and ramble, whatever it is, um, of the past week. So last week, I just basically talked ad nauseum. It was not difficult. Um, I got several responses about my filibuster episode because people were really impressed with the fact that I could talk about everything and nothing simultaneously. I mean, it was good, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He answers gun to head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was just thinking, how well do these people know you if they're surprised that you could talk for an hour? Well, you know, yeah, it's true. I mean, the show title itself says... Don't ask me to talk. I I know. Yeah, which is ironic, purposely ironic, because you're known for being able to be verbose. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So I don't know why people are surprised. You're right. But for some reason, I think it's the fact that I was going to have a guest and the fact that I could just wing it. I'm like... Are you kidding? I have stores of conversation that are like in every cell (laughs) of my body. (laughs) Every time I talk to you is like a whole new chapter. It gets opened up in my eyes. So you have a skill. Well, thank you very much. (laughs) I, I, I think that's good. It is. (laughs) Okay, good. Uh, So Grace and her boyfriend Chase, he surprised her for a visit. I think I talked about that. They left on Sunday and I got to tell you, Chase is welcome back anytime. Grace, not so much. I know she's my daughter. However, I have said it many a time, she is like a freaking snail. She leaves this sort of glittery trail behind her. You know, it's like on the one hand, there's just stuff everywhere. But on the other hand, you're like, oh, it's kind of sparkly and cute. 
but it is so annoying. And Chase was like neat as a pin and it was lovely. So um, so she is now back. And of course, she leaves on Sunday. And then what happened Monday morning at 7.55 a.m.? The painters arrived. So I swear it's like Pete and I are afraid to be alone or something. Because pretty much since, um, I want to say August, I don't think we've had a week where it's just been the two of us. It's it's depressing. You might have to make that happen. Like, you purposely go out to do it. Well, so, funny you say that, we're thinking about going to the lake house, uh, provided we can get through the pass this weekend. Um, because we're like, we should probably spend some time together. I mean, we do spend time together, especially when the painters put you in a plastic bubble and it reminds me of the boy in the bubble after school special or whatever it was. I think it was with John Travolta. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, we finally have our big moment and we're getting the house painted. Um, but with any kind of work like that, when the moment hits, you got to go with it. Uh, let's talk about the let's talk about Wordle. Do you know what Wordle is? Mm-hmm. Eric, do you know what Wordle is? No. <gasps> I know something Eric doesn't know. You know, I actually just heard this reference yesterday, and uh, I didn't know what it was then, and I don't know what it is now. So, Well, I am glad, glad you learn. didn't ask. So here's the deal. I don't know if this is in fact true. I heard, however, that there is some guy in the UK whose girlfriend really loves a word game, and or word games, and so he created this game for her, and now it's become a sensation, and it's one puzzle every day, and you have to start with whatever letters you want, and you have six tries to try to figure out what the word is. And when you enter in a word to start, you kind of want to do one that uses a lot of vowels. So I was watching on Jimmy Fallon, for instance, and his sidekick, um, Higgins, was saying he always starts with the word arise because it's got an R, it's got an S, and then obviously... Uh, I can't spell arise, A, E, and I. So he starts with that, and I'm like, well, that's genius. And then it's either the letter turns green, which means that it's the right letter in the right place, or it turns yellow, which means right letter, wrong place. And so you have then six tries to try to figure out what the word is. Well, first time I did it, which was yesterday, I got it in three tries. Today it took me all six. But it's become like a phenom, and it's not an app. So you have to type in, like, Wordle, and it'll take you to, like, this UK um, website. This sounds like reasons why I won't get things done this week. Well, here, but that's, okay, so to that point, (laughs) that's what's actually so great about this. Like, you do the puzzle, and then it's like, okay, you can play again in, like, 15 hours. Oh, Okay. Right? So it stops you writing your tracks. It, like, it's not like Netflix where you're like, just one show. Right. Where it's like, <laughs> you're still watching and you're like, heck, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, this is like, mm, just one for you. So I like the fact that it like portions out the servings. Mm-hmm. I need that structure in my life. Um, so check it out. It's Wordle. I'm not at all sponsored, but you know what? <laughs> We're all going to go down the same rabbit hole together. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> um, I also want to... Tell everybody that today you can sign up for your four free uh, COVID tests that are sent directly to your home. 
Erica is clapping. Oh, clapping and realize I'm on the radio and you're not going to see that. So, yay. <laughs> so you can go to covidtest.gov and you just put in your address and your name and they will supposedly they're going to start shipping at the end of January and you will get four free tests. Now, not to hack the system, but and I'm going to hack the system. If you have, um, well, a couple things. One if you say you have a mother who's going to be 82 next Monday and she makes you do everything that's on the Internet anyway, then go ahead and sign up for tests for people in your life that maybe are not as proficient as that. So I signed up my mom. And uh, for Annie, for instance, I went to sign her up because she's teaching during the day as a mm-hmm. teacher and um, she had actually already done it. So People like that where you feel like they could benefit from it and maybe they're not so good. And then the other thing is if you have, I don't know, a second home and a second address and you can share the tests with people that could benefit from them that, um, you know, maybe don't have access to testing, then share. Everybody share. I think sharing is caring and that's exactly what we should all be doing. Make sure everyone has access to the free tests. Make sure also if anyone's feeling under the weather that we're staying put exactly where we should be. Exactly. So, I mean, if you have a second home, considering like letting somebody go to your second home to quarantine. There you go. How about that, right? Um, Okay. Also, did you hear the part where I mentioned that it is uh, my mom's birthday next week? I did hear it. It's a big deal. Um, It is... The, um, what is it? Well, I already said that she's going to be 82. So I totally outed her. However, she has the attitude of a sassy 51-year-old, a.k.a. me. Um, and she already knows what she's having for dinner. And I am going to order from Gold Belly. Again, not sponsored. Would totally like to be sponsored. Um, do you know what Gold Belly is? No, I have no idea. Eric, do you know what it is? Yes, yeah. Isn't that uh, a deli? So it's you're thinking the one that used to be in Factoria? Yeah. No, it is not that. A second thing. This is like a big deal. So I know I've heard of it. Gold Belly is like an <laughs> online thing that you can order. Like, let's say, for instance, you are a transplant. Uh, that's right. Yeah. And you can send from your favorite restaurants uh, to around the country. Exactly. New York bagels cool. here. Yes. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so, like, I have sent, um, we, for instance, for Christmas, we do the Christmas Eve, we do the Feast of the Seven Fish. So, this year, we were like, oh, let's go big. Let's get lobster rolls. So, we had lobster rolls sent. Um I have done like cannoli and cheesecake. And so things that you miss, you can go on to Gold Belly and you can get these items. And if your favorite bakery or restaurant or whatever is there, they will send it to you. Oh, I am dreaming of all the things that I'm going to have sent in the next month or two now. Right? I'm like, I wish that I had a code for this because, man, it's it's awesome. So nudge, nudge people. (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so anyway, so that's exciting. And, um, you know, of course, she's like, you know, she didn't say don't send me anything. She just said, don't send me too much. <laughs> 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 and for anybody that's listening and wants to get my mother a present, what she really, really wants 
is Wendy's gift cards. That's right. That dollar eighty six or whatever she spends every day. <laughs> it you know, it starts to wear out, especially if she takes other people to lunch with her. Is she a fan of the frosty or Oh uh, Eric? Big oh, and juicy I have the same question. Or, oh. Wait. Oh, Eric. <laughs> what is it about Wendy's? Though? I will tell you. Yeah. A it's there. So that always helps. B the gal at the window and the manager know her. And let's face it, connection, right? It's like being seen. Three, most importantly, the senior discount. You get a junior size hamburger and you get a free senior soda. And again, it's like a dollar something or other. I'm sure she's going to end up calling you to tell you exactly how much it costs if she isn't already <laughs> on the line. Um, and sometimes she and Lee or Diane or whoever she takes, they will splurge and get fries and share them. Sounds like a good time out. Right? So lest you think you have nothing to look forward to in aging, it's not true. There's the Wendy Senior Special. I didn't even know about it. Yep. So there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, it's ridiculous. But it's all good. Um, okay. Now, my Staceyism. I don't know who I stole this one from. <laughs> and by stole, I mean appreciated and I'm now sharing with others. Um this one is, your mind may not be a reliable narrator of your story, however your body is. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking about things where you, um, you're you in a situation or maybe you have a memory or let's say it's the whole gut thing and you go into some place and you're like, no, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. But your body, you've, like, you're feeling panicky or you've got uh, chills or you're feeling sweaty or... You know, something is triggering a response that is different than your mind. The body is a powerful thing if we listen to it. I can agree 100%. That's what I work with patients day in and day out on. So Right? And I, I love... I like the sism. <laughs> thank you. And I just, I think it's really important that we, you know, our mind plays tricks on us all the time, but our body really doesn't. So it seems like a good practical piece of advice that can be used on multi levels. Mm-hmm. Excellent! It is Doctor Erica approved. So it's doing good. two thumbs up. Yay! <laughs> All right, let's do a quick um, break, and then when we come back, we are going to chat more with Doctor Erica Wood. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm J.D.K. Winnikin, host of This Show Is All About You. If you're like me, you seek many things in your life. Adventure, meaning, belonging, you have dreams, and you want fun, and of course, you want love. And we also want other people to join us along the path. But what happens when you don't know how to have all that or where to start? Well, join me every week to learn more about how, because I am just like you. So join me each week here on KKNW for This Show Is All About You, a show about how you and me become we and what that means for all of us. And be sure to visit my website, wordsbyjdk.com. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects. It's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com. Alternative Talk 1150. Local talk for the body, mind, and soul. 
Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to the show. As I predicted, manifested, I don't know, mom called Eric to let him know that it is indeed $1.69. Bargain. Right? And it's delicious. She's like, don't knock it until you try it. I mean, it is a very good burger. I have sat in the Wendy's parking lot with mom consuming my burger. I actually have never had any of those. I've only had a Frosty maybe twice in my life. I think it's because there wasn't any Wendy's in my neck of the woods. This is what I'm saying about, like, you know, certain places. Like, some people used to wax poetic about, um, like, uh, what's that, White Castle. Mm-hmm. And I had never had one until I was a teenager. And then I found out that it was covered in onion. And that ended that. Oh, you don't nasty. like onion on a burger? No. Or in general? So here's the deal. I love the flavor that onion can bring to food. So, like, I love, like, onion essence, if you will. Mm-hmm. The texture really bugs me. When it's, it, there's just something about it. When it's cooked, when it's raw, they're so like, good for you, which is why I'm like, come on. They they are good for you. Um, when especially when they're raw, I don't it it has like the sound or texture or something of like biting into an apple, gotcha. but then it has like the the sharp that sharper taste. So it's I say almost saute all the way. Well, saute is different <laughs> and if I don't notice it in the food, like it absolutely adds so much flavor. So I'm a picky eater. I'm basically a child. So speaking of children. Uh, with your practice as a naturopathic primary care physician, I believe that one of your specialties is working with children. Yes. So a lot, of, about 50% of my patient population is centered on pediatrics. I see kids from days three old, three, three days old and up. Um, I kind of serve as their pediatrician, but I also serve as a family provider. So I could see anyone in the family, doesn't matter gender, doesn't matter age, kind of a little bit of everything, a little column A, column B. But I enjoy working with pediatrics the most. I think that as with all things, it is a special calling to be able to. I mean, I think about my three-day-old child and I talk about your body telling you something. I start to get like sweaty and clammy. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be different with grandkids. I'm that or I was that parent that I'm like. I don't care that you're four days old. Like, what do you want? (laughs) It's a lot. Some people have said I speak baby, though, because there's been so many times, like even my friend's kids, where they'll just start babbling away. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Oh, he wants this or they want this or they're looking for this. They give, like, say, the binky. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, I tried. I'm like, he wants the binky now. Try it. (laughs) And they're like, wait a second. You are a baby whisperer. You know what he was saying? So, I don't know, maybe I'm the Doc McStuffins or something. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe it's that you, like, you talk back. Not in a weird mm-hmm. way, but in a, like, conversational way. And then, you know, as opposed to, like, mom that's, like, me, like, what do you want? Well, I do that quite often, especially with littles in my office. I'm always like, what do you want to tell me? What do you want to tell me? Uh-huh. I hear what you're saying. We'll get that done. Like, they're always like, it's like you're having a full conversation with an adult. I'm like, well, in my brain, not that I'm I'm not crazy, I swear, but in my brain, I kind of am. <laughs> well, I do have that philosophy and had that philosophy when we were raising our kids that really never, like, substituted silly words for things, um, although we did have binky. Um, but, you know, whether it was your, your sex organs 
or whether mm-hmm. it was, you know, they would say a word wrong and then it's like, oh, that's so cute. And now forever after we're going to say, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I wasn't really good at the baby talk thing. And I just always talked that way. And my kids are actually well spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, and they knew how to understand me and we could figure it out and whatever. So I do think that there's something to treating kids like they have something to say and and interacting with them on that level. And it actually helps them if you start from like the get-go. It helps them develop language a lot easier. It helps them understand like interactions between you um, and also with other kids. And as time goes on, I mean, I remember when my kiddo, he's six going on 16, but my kiddo, I mean, we everything I did, I would explain to him. If I was taking a poop in front of him, I was like, I'm taking a poop now and this is what it is. And I think that's what kind of helped at least get some of that language development. I mean, I didn't talk about poop all the time, but right, you get right. the idea. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think when Busy was on, she talked about poop. Like We always you know, do. Naturopathic right. doctors love to talk about that. I mean, and there's that, you know, the book, Everyone Poops. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think it's so great to do that. I mean, I the kids always would come into the bathroom and, you know, whatever was going on. You know, it's like, it's funny for kids the shortest distance between like a parent and being left alone in the room is like just lie and whatever yep. like, get me out of here so conversely the shortest distance between like you and really not making a big deal out of things with your kids is just tell them the truth mm-hmm. because they process things like at their level i think about this is a weird example but this is what i'm famous for the movie grease Came out, I think, in 1977. I was seven at the time. I had no idea until I saw it many years later that, like, Rizzo thought she was pregnant and what the um, plastic wrap meant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, that uh, Danny was after, like, Sandy's virginity. And, like, I had no idea. I just knew that they were, like, great songs, fun to dance to. I had no idea. I was about 13 when I was, like, I was watching with a friend. I was like, (gasps) oh. They're talking about the stuff that we're not supposed to talk about. There we go. Right. And it it, it all seems to unfold. Mm-hmm. So um, I love the fact that you focus on the whole family because I think about uh, our family and different situations we've been in, especially with, for instance, the ADHD piece. So often a doctor will say, you know, anybody else in your family have it or what meds or those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And while it's not maybe going to be the penultimate um, way for you to deal with whatever you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. It, I imagine, gives you insight. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, like, components. I mean, a lot, what's happened in the pandemic lately is I'm seeing a huge rise in, like, ADHD, ADD, anxiety, and a lot younger kids than we used to see it. But a lot of it comes stems from the parents. And we're, don't worry, parents, I'm not blaming you in any way, shape, or form. It's just sometimes there are things that genetically we bless our children with when we don't want to bless them. Guilty. Um, but there's also things that, you know, environmental or things that are going around. And it doesn't have to be negative. It could be positive. But things that just impact the family as like a total, total unit. Mm-hmm. And then we look at that. And we try to modify those factors. And that can always help a kiddo, too. Yeah, this is something that we were talking about before uh, we even came on the air. This, um, the types of things that you're seeing more mm-hmm. and more of. I mean, you know, you said you can see a newborn baby that's like that first appointment. Um, I mean, do you do things like vaccinations and like yep. the... So I do. do the whole... um, so 
everyone has their opinions, and and I have mine. I fully support full CDC vaccinations in my office. Um, we offer all that uh, CDC has to offer. I just don't have the COVID vaccine because it requires much more room than I have to store it. Um, and then we try to follow the CDC schedule as much as possible for, for parents who are maybe not wanting that possibility. Mm-hmm. I always feel like if we come from a place of, like, let the parent lead the way kind of situation, like let them feel empowered with their decisions that they're making, then that helps kind of foster that really great relationship between the parent and the doctor. And they're more inclined to make changes that maybe benefit public health a little bit more. But I do, I I appreciate parents who are questioning because that's part of human nature. We're always supposed to question. Absolutely. But it is always available for anyone who wants it. Nice. So, you know, all of the, the care, as you said, acting as a pediatrician, and then additionally, once you establish a relationship with the family, so the entree in may be the baby, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, mom, dad, older sibling, whomever is welcome to come in. So what what has been the change, if any, that you've seen uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, almost two years ago now? Well, there's more babies being made, that's for sure. <laughs> so I've seen quite the increase of that. But I'm just seeing that, one, it's with everyone being home all the time. Well, the weird thing was, sorry, let me back up. The weird thing was, like, last year, we, like, didn't see any of our normal respiratory viruses that we see. Now that everyone's come out together, we're seeing it. So it was showing that masking and social distancing was is working or was working. It mm-hmm. still is. Um, but I've seen a lot more, as I said, that, like, there's been a lot of screen time for kids that the American Academy of Pediatrics definitely recommends keeping screen t- time to a minimum. But it's hard to do that when you're in a pandemic. And then parents were trying to navigate, like, how do I work from home and have a child? Like, I was one of those parents where it's like, okay, there's a screen right. and they're going to stay on it. But that also influences how they interact. And once they came out of, so we're kind of in that, we're still in the pandemic, but it came to a point where kids are going back to school Mm -hmm. so kids also didn't know how to socialize and that with that came a lot of social anxiety um, sometimes conduct disorders um, or even sensory issues because it was too much stimulation and they're they just kind of shut down or they are seeking so much stimulation that it comes out as hyperactivity it's so interesting because this is you know you're talking about kids that are probably you know up through high school Mm -hmm. uh I've got four kids that are now college and beyond, and they're having those issues. I mean, this is a universal thing. You know, um, our 22-year-old, he did his internship uh, the first summer of COVID and Mm -hmm. was going to be heading into his senior year, did the entire internship remote, then finished school and started his job. He is still remote. He's down in California he has only a few times interacted with the people that hired him, interviewed him, or his coworkers, the whole thing. Um, I'm so glad that his social skills were developed prior to all of this because that would be a struggle. Um, you know, as it is, he's like, uh, I don't know what it's like to go in and when you sort of rent a cubicle, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I don't know anybody. It's like going into a cafeteria on the first day and not knowing who to sit with. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then you end up sitting in the bathroom. You're like, I'll just eat my lunch here. Right. Um, I've noticing also with the adults, it's not just the kids, but like the adults, too. It's I mean, I experienced myself like I guess I see patients in person. And yes, we do a lot of telehealth. 
But that first time we were all allowed to, quote unquote, allowed to see our friends again, I was so nervous. It's like I forgot how to say hi to my best friend. I was just sitting there going, okay, awkward. Right. Well, and I mean, even down to like, am I supposed to fist pump? Like, Mm -hmm. am I, do I air hug? Mm -hmm. Like, what do I do now? Um, You know, handshaking. And it's also fascinating thinking about the things that we, you know, a mere two years ago did that we didn't think were a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm guilty as charged. Like, many parents would just send their kid if they had the slightest little sniffle to daycare or... Uh, to you know, to school, but now we were. I mean, it is, it is, just respect out of the community that if someone is not feeling well, you should probably keep them out for a little bit. Um, so it's just it's kind of opened up everyone's eyes about it's better. The there's only one really good thing that came out. of This is that people are realizing the respect of the human body, and realizing that how what we need to do to keep it healthy and what we need to keep it safe, and for a lot. Um, of people, it's kind of rein, reinvigorated that that sensation. Like, I want to keep my body healthy. Mm-hmm. I want to stay. I want to stay co- committed to making changes. And it's been a blessing in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that with that, I mean, that's if that's the one positive thing, I'll take it <laughs> because I always want to find something, some kind of rainbow at the end of things. Yes, but. and I think it goes back to my stasiasm, right? And listening, mm-hmm. like more and more people are listening to their body, and it's like. You may not want to believe that you've got COVID. However, if everything else says otherwise, then you kind of you need to listen to your body. Okay, so I have two questions that have Mm -hmm. come out of this. The first question is a little bit earlier when we were talking, you talked about how you're seeing an increase in ADHD and um, and anxiety earlier than you typically find it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know the answer to this. Um, is ADHD something that is genetic or like with alcoholism, it can be genetic and it can be sort of situational or environmental? Yep. A little bit of column A, column B. Okay. Um, so with ADHD, I mean, a lot of the neurotransmitters that they're kind of, they're kind of either depleted or they're overactive, depending on which side of the, uh, the stick that you're on. Um, and with the... With the Zoom being on, like, class, I mean, yes, we can't officially diagnose ADHD until, like, age seven officially, mm-hmm. but I'm seeing those tendencies that are, like, in the past, we're like, oh, they're just being a typical five-year-old, a typical sure. four-year-old, but then you start realizing that that inter, I mean, the fake light that's coming from the screens, the constant blue lights that they're getting, the um, the lack of, like, there's no regulation. There was no regulation to it. I think kids do really well in school because there's structure to it. Yes. Um, and when there's no structure, I mean, I found my kiddo playing, somehow mastered how to figure out, get around the parent lock, got onto like a Minecraft game. And in the middle of his class, the, the teacher was like, yeah, he's totally paying attention, doing well. And then I realized he's built this entire universe of Minecraft in I a mean, matter of a few moments. Like, that's terrible. And but ingenious that's at the same amazing. time. But no, it's like, go kiddo. And then I'm like, but don't do it too much. Right. I mean, that's that. I mean, this is a totally tangent but like that's the tricky thing when your kid does something like when charlie when he was you know seven or eight similar Mm -hmm. age like did a whole argument about why he should be able to have uh minecraft on multiple platforms Mm -hmm. because dad you have esbn on multiple platforms ah touche 
right? <laughs> so, you know, like you find that you're kind of on your like, because I said so, like reasoning mm-hmm. versus any real reasoning, because how do you respond to that? So good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. OK, so interesting. So basically all of that screen time, it can start to affect the way that you're processing, you're learning, you're reacting to things. Okay. And then nutrition kind of took a backseat for a lot of families because they just didn't want to go out. It was convenience of things. Um, Now it's a supply chain issue uh, with certain things. So I found that more kids were going for convenient foods, which um, I'm a huge fan of 80-20. So 80-20, 80% of the time we're eating jerf, just eat real food. And then 20% of the time, I mean, powers that be made our taste buds taste for a reason. Right. So we can enjoy a little bit here and there. But I've been finding that more kids are going for that 20% or whatever's easy because the parents are working. They're like, I don't care. Let's just, and that's, I, I'm not, not shaming them anyway. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but those nutrients were getting depleted during that time. And I've just been doing a lot of work with making sure kids' nutrition, their sleep is adequate. Uh, a lot of times when kids are on the screen a lot, I mean, it messes that sleep-wake cycle. So it makes it really hard for a kid who's already kind of borderline. Mm-hmm. Typically what happens with ADHD, they, they start like stimming and they start getting more hyper before bedtime. And a lot of that it has to do with the artificial light that they've been exposed to. So, Seriously? Okay. Mm-hmm. This is fascinating. The mystery of the Heller children. My mother-in-law used to comment all the time that after my kids would have dinner mm-hmm. and not even dessert, like I wasn't like a every night you get dessert kind of a person, they would be like jacked up and it's that 80%. It was, you know, good food. Like we mm-hmm. always had like the a protein and a vegetable or two, maybe a starch, but it was typically like, you know, rice or something like that. And my kids would be like, bing, bong, bing. And three of the four have ADHD. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, of course, by all means, everyone go see your doctor or you can make an appointment with yours truly here. But um, you could always go, you know, ask. But what I've seen is that that's typical of what, what's been happening. And it's when we cut out the TV and, and I don't want to say I'm not a fan of taking everything away. That's just horrible. Sure. But when the kids start going back to school... Um, there was definitely a reduction a little bit, but at the same time, they've learned these habits now that it's hard to, I mean, it's a habit, so it's hard to break it once you learn it type of thing. But right. I feel like kids are starting to turn and, I mean, in the good, in the good direction. Um, the, the other thing with anxiety and some depression, too, I mean, I'm seeing as young as, like, under, under teens, we'll say that, under teens of having anxiety and depression, kids are afraid to go to school, kids are afraid to interact, and then there's what... A lot of kids are worried about what happens, what if this happens to mom and what happens to dad or what happens if I get exposed mm-hmm. or why can't I play with my friends? So it's a lot of, I mean, being a naturopathic doctor, you wear many hats and one of them is counseling. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a licensed mental health counselor, but I do add support and I think it's a little bit of everything kind of coming all at once. It seems like um, it's where you should start. I mean, I I recall that when it came to our attention that uh Annie might be dealing with some depression and anxiety and whatever. We started with her pediatrician at the time and we were like, okay, so this has come to our attention. And it was a way to keep her abreast of what was going on with Annie Mm -hmm. and to also get, because she knows Annie, recommendations on here's some people that I know that I could see working really well with her. Mm -hmm. And here's some things that you might want to consider. So it's amazing though when 
how many people don't do that, don't start with their primary care doctor and have the conversation. And the thing is, there's such a shortage out there now for primary care providers, too. I mean, I'm all for specialties. I mean, we, there's a definitely time and place. But having a go-to, like, I always tell patients, like, I'm your hub. I'm the, If I send you a specialist, all the information is going to come back to me. Because my job is to kind of help you coordinate all the things that are going on and also help you get the care that you need. But at the same time, it always stems back to, they always, I mean, the specialists always say, talk to your primary care provider about it for a reason. Right. Because we should really be the one who's kind of, um, kind of just helping guide the car where it needs to go. It's like you're the kitchen. Like, you know how everybody always gathers in the kitchen because the kitchen is the heart of the home? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like your primary care provider is like the heart of your health. Right? Yeah, like, absolutely. It's where, you know, you should gather all the information and, and get everything that you need to know. Um, interesting. Okay, so then um, do you notice that this is another side tangent? It's all good. That a lot of people, instead of finding a primary care doctor, whomever it is, um, people seem to be going to, like, um, what do you call it, um, walk-in clinics, or they go to the emergency room, or they go to these random places instead of just getting a doctor. Yeah, so, I mean, I definitely see, see that a lot, where um, they'll, I mean, the thing is, when do we really go to the doctor? Do we go to the doctor when we're feeling well, or do we go when we're not feeling good? Well, ideally, we start a healthy habit yes. of going every year for an yes, annual, for annual exam. Like, check-in. Um, and that's an ideal land. But the truth of the matter, we're humans, and we if it's if you know if it's not quote unquote broke, we don't we don't go trying to fix it. But uh, nine times out of ten, you're in the urgent care because something doesn't feel good, and then you're like, well, I don't have a primary care, and what does urgent care normally tell you? They go talk to your establish a primary care relationship. So I mean. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing a lot more increase. But right now, the urgent cares and emergency rooms, they're overwhelmed. Right. There's literally nine-hour waits that patients were telling me about to get into an urgent care nearby. Wow. And, I mean, I mean, I started, I expanded my hours a little bit so to help accommodate for those. But they're they're overwhelmed, too. So if it's, you know, if you if it's something that you can hopefully get in with your primary for, definitely stop. Even if it's, even if you're making, I always tell patients or prospective patients that, even if nothing's going on, it's kind of like having a lawyer on retainer or something in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. It's always a good thing to have because, like car insurance, hopefully you don't have to use it, but when you need it, it's there. So Absolutely. you establish that relationship. And if I, I love, I always tell people, I would love to get to just once a year when I need to see you. That means you're in great health and I've done my job correctly. Um, and that is... You know, business-wise, I don't care. But for me, that's a sign that we're doing well. So my goal is maybe you might see me a little bit more frequently so we can kind of establish those what we call foundations of health and a game plan. Once it's set, I'm really hoping it's just once a year and then you're doing easy peasy lemon squeezy for the rest of the time. Love that. Who doesn't like easy peasy lemon squeezy? Um, Okay, let's take another quick break. And then Mm -hmm. when we come back, I want to hear the other areas that you focus on. We talked about the pediatrics, but I think you also love working with uh, women's health. And so let's talk about that also. We will be right back with Dr. Erica Wood. Keep listening. Are you stuck in a creative straitjacket, going crazy, trying to find a different way out, exhausted from trying to make old ideas feel fresh? 
and relevant, Popcorn and Noodle is a boutique agency that specializes in popcorning new ideas and noodling on existing ones for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Whether it's ideas about what to name a new venture, how to promote your services, or which direction to consider next, Popcorn and Noodle serves ideas that pop and stick. Don't go crazy. Go to popcornandnoodleideas.com. Creative solutions serve daily. Feelings of disconnect are the cause of an ever-surging mental health crisis. Many of us feel apathetic about ourselves, our work, home, and relationships. We don't know how to re-engage. I'm Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling. At the Root focuses on emotional connection and how awareness is at the root of building healthy relationships with self and others. Join me weekly to re-engage with both. At the Root airs Mondays at 3.30 p.m. here on KKNW. Subscribe to the podcast or go to Kuyper Counseling. Stacy Heller is many things, entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to stacyconnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to the show. I am chatting with Dr. Erica Wood. She is a naturopathic primary care physician. So before we talk about your other areas of interest and specialty, I thought let's talk about uh, the naturopathic piece, which is a little different than um, what you normally think of. Mm -hmm. So how would you explain what... uh, the added benefits that being a naturopathic doctor bring? So naturopathic doctors, and they need to be going to a four-year medical school. So I went to Bastyr University, and um, the way we practice is just that we have more tools in our belt. Now, I know when you, see, you ever see those, like, memes, like, what my parents think I do, what my... So I don't yes. walk around with a flower in my hair going, you be good, there we go, come be all. <laughs> I mean, there's a place and a time for that, but... Um, basically what I do is I, I look at the whole person and say you're coming to me for diarrhea. Um, maybe it's not actually the diarrhea we need to treat. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's a gut health issue. Maybe it's hormones are off. So I kind of take a look at a different focus and I have tools in my belt that the standard MD or DO may not use. That's things like herbs, uh, supplements, hydrotherapy, homeopathy. When the mood strikes, I don't fully use it all the time, but Mm -hmm. when needed, um, physical medicine attributes. And of course I have mostly full prescriptive rights in the state of Washington. So other states, you may not be able to see a naturopathic doctor as a primary care, but here you can. So I feel like there's a time and a place for everything. If I feel like someone needs a medication, it's definitely going to be used. It could Mm -hmm. be life-saving like albuterol. I'm not going to replace that with anything else except for that. Right. Um, but I like it that I can blend those two together, which is giving you more individualized personal care rather than I'm going to follow this algorithm and, I mean, of course, I follow standards of care as well for standard medicine. Right. But rather than, okay, checked off the box, here we go, it's more personalized to you. And you get a whole hour instead of uh, your typical 15-minute visit. 
I know by the time, well, well and, at least for the first. Visit. And the interesting thing is, people think that they've had a full hour because they've waited so long, mm-hmm. and then you know the the nurse or the um, PA will come in, and you know they'll do all the sort of baseline measurements, for lack of a better word, um, and. You know, you're like, okay, then you wait another 15 minutes. So you're like, you spent an hour, but you didn't spend an hour with yeah. the doctor. And I, what I can appreciate about this is that for people that take um, meds, for instance, me for my ADHD. So a lot of people that take these kinds of meds don't love the way that it makes them feel or it suppresses their appetite. And that's a concern. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a concern for me. I can live off of all of my cells that are ripe with conversation um, for quite a long time. However, there are people that it is a concern. And so to have a mix of the meds that you need and then maybe some supplements that can help you with focus or can help you with some of these things, uh, it's a really nice combination to have. And we also, I mean, I focus a lot on what we call determinants of health or like the basic foundations. So how are you sleeping? How are you eating? And I hate the D word, uh, diet, nothing else, nothing dirty. Right, right, right. Uh, But uh, (laughs) um, I work on maybe how you're handling stress or how you're breathing. Sometimes the way we breathe can actually influence things. So it's just using a a little bit of everything and then conglomerating into one giant cup. And the cause and effect of things, it's fascinating that, you know, you can have um, issues with, um, with pooping. And, you know, you're not doing it enough or it's difficult or whatever it is. And then, as you as you uh, said, it turns out that there's stress and, you know, you're bottling all of this up. And, you know, so it's, it's like psychosomatic a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it totally is. And so, you know, this whole idea of. If, for instance, the pandemic, right, and you're you've got a ton of anxiety and, you know, every little thing you're freaking out about, then your body is tensing up. And I would imagine you're like you're holding on to ish since we can't curse. Mm-hmm. And when you really need to let that ish go and but you can't. So, yeah. And it's it's interesting because as humans, I mean, what, we have this thing called fight or flight and rest and digest. It's the two different nervous systems that you don't really control in your body. Uh And uh, as humans, we're designed, I mean, not now, but back in the day, we needed to run away from the bear. And we needed those stress hormones to come aboard. But when we're constantly under stress, the human body has not adapted to that. Uh So that's where we kind of work on all different avenues to just make sure you're not running from a bear every day. (laughs) Love that. You would love to, I mean, if there's a bear, you're going to run. Well, but not, at not least real. faster yeah. than the next yeah. slowest person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm going to suddenly get a little pep in my step when, <laughs> like, I need to run a little faster. So um, tell me more about the areas that you especially like to, um, or the demographic you like mm-hmm. to work with. So I love working with women. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is actually, because you know how I said, oh, you see the child. I actually end up seeing the adults first. Because I feel like it's really important to make that relationship with the adults. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, do you send your kids over to a babysitter you've never met before? No, not that I'm a glorified babysitter, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, I mean, I might. Well, <laughs> Are they available? <laughs> well, yes, if they're available. But you do want to at least meet them and get yeah, to know that they're not a psycho killer. <laughs> but I mean, odds thing. are in my favor. I mean, I'll, I'll, I've definitely had people watch my kid. I'm like, I don't know you, but I'm paying you. Here you go. <laughs> uh, but with that being said. I see said, your point, though. <laughs> yeah. With that being said. Um, now I'm like, where'd my brain go? So I love to help women get pregnant. 
So um, I love to work on fertility and hormone management, whether that be thyroid or the actual female hormones. Um, a lot of times it also stems on like uh, women who don't. So guess what? It's not normal to have PMS. PMS is a sign that your hormones are out of whack. So I love to work with uh, women <laughs> to get I'm like this just in. Whoa, mind blown. So I like to work with women who are suffering with PMS and make sure we help to balance those those issues. Or even women I means some women may like it, but women don't get their period all the time when they're not going through menopause. And that's actually not a good thing. So we like to do things to work on that, whether, got, whether or not you want to get pregnant or not. And it's everyone's choice. But your body is meant to have a cycle every 28 days or so. And you're meant to bleed with minimal symptoms, honestly. Right. So we work a lot with that. And it's so much fun because it influences so much. Because you hear about, like, the raging person who's like, ah, when that sh- when we normalize hormones, it has a trickle effect for everything else in their life. Also, they're getting along better with their partner. They have more pep in their stuff to do their workouts. They may be more clear, clear-minded clear to work on their uh, things at work. So it all kind of stems into other things. And then Dr. Uh, Busy, who, or Dr. Riley, who I work with, she focuses more on the menopause, but I do see my fair share of menopause mm-hmm. um, because it it's not a fun thing to go through. Um, and I'm officially I, at the year mark, <laughs> so I think I've transitioned from perimenopause to menopause. And personally, and now I, you all know. I went through menopause early. So it's, it turns out it was a genetic thing. Talk about being blessed for my parents. Uh, it was a genetic thing. So I understand what women are going through, but there's so many different avenues that we could do, whether you want to just go through it naturally or you want to continue with that nice, healthy vibe, you know, vibrance that you have going on. Or if it's just like women who I don't want to have my period, I can't wait for menopause. Great. We, we can, I want to work on those things to balance it so they don't feel like that. And it, it's something that women talk about. I mean, I, I often talk to uh, my kids about, you know, I'm like, you get a group of 10 women together and whether it's for book group, PTA, neighborhood gals, whatever it is. And I will guarantee you that they will talk about something that mm-hmm. is like goes Real deep, real quick. And like stuff like, you know, hormones and how you're feeling and all of those kinds of things. Those are a very dominant part of our lives and our conversations with people. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about like the estrogen or the progesterone, which are the two main hormones that women deal with. It's also about your thyroid. Like if your thyroid's out of whack, you're going to probably get your period either too little or too often or really heavy. Or if your uh, insulin or your, the way your body regulates blood sugar is out of whack, then you're probably going to not have as many periods and maybe suffer some from things that are related. So it's not just that one hormonal aspect. When I do a hormone panel, I look at everything, and I always love to look at what's called thyroid antibodies, especially women that are, even if they're, there's no history, because what's the best thing we could do to, to, to help someone feel better is to prevent things from happening in the first place. So I always look at thyroid antibodies to make sure there's no inflammation going on in the body, which can heavily influence how our periods run. So it's a little bit of everything. So <laughs> much. It's it's really great, though, that the practice that Dr. I call her Dr. Busy. She's Dr. Busy Riley, uh, that she has started um, at the Naturopathic Clinic of Issaquah mm-hmm. and that, you know, you are a part of. It's just good common sense and conversation it's you know the two of you are so authentic and so like well let's talk about that Mm -hmm. um you know and i so appreciate that with 
my health because I was um, saying to Busy when I went in, I'm like, it's kind of like as a Catholic when you go to confession and you don't like tell everything. Mm -hmm. You're sort of like, yeah, God and me, we're good. Like I told most of it, but like still this priest, while acting as an instrument of God, Mm -hmm. he's still a priest that I'm going to have to see. So, you know, I'm speaking, of course, only for myself, but I left a few things off. That's how my relationship with my doctor often was, where, you know, it's like, how many gin and tonics do you have a week? And I'm like, three teen. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's there's a comfort in having the time and you unpacking all of the different aspects that you do uh, when you're talking to people about their health. Well, that's why I'm kind of shocked when people say I only have five minutes with my doctor to really talk about anything because then you're playing the telephone game and you have to hopefully that the MA to the nurse to the PA are all relaying the same information when they are, but hoping that, but then it's, I always tell people like, I want you to talk to me like I'm your like best friend and nothing is too much. Like everybody's like, I know this to like, girl, I've been pooped on, I've been peed on, I've been vomiting on, (laughs) nothing too much for me. So I always encourage people to be as open as possible because I'm going to be the same way. I'm going to tell you exactly how it is. I'm a New Yorker, so we don't really, we don't really, you know, paint a pretty picture a lot of times. But we We tell it straight. Tell it straight. There we go. That was the words I was looking for. Um, But it's just, I mean, how are you supposed to feel better if you can't really be you in the visit? And if you feel like you have to, like, I make no judgments on people. And I always tell you, like, you could tell me that you... Eat 50 million bricks per day. That's okay. That's, well, no, it's technically not. But uh, <laughs> but we'll work on it. And I understand there's a reason that that, that these that it's happening. And then we just work on it. And does Rome, I always say Rome isn't built in a day. And neither was your body and neither was your mind. So anytime someone wants to work on something, it's, it's not going to be poof, be gone. And that's not going to happen in five minutes. It's not going to be a five-minute conversation. Like, I have magically cured everything. No. Right. (laughs) Well, and, you know, um, it's creating, again, it's not about fads or diets or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. It's about starting to incorporate things into your lifestyle so that they become that healthy habit that is just like I'm finally at almost 52 now starting to have more of a skincare routine Mm -hmm. where I'm like at night instead of just climbing into bed, I'm like, oh, let me put, you know, I don't wear a lot. I don't wear any makeup, so I don't have to take off my makeup. But mm-hmm. I'm like, let me put on cream at night and let me do these things. And, you know, it, it's not too late to start. No, it never is. And I was, regardless of even how far, I mean, unless you're six feet under, it's never too late to, to do anything. I mean, I have heard about situations where somebody is six feet under and they used to have a little bell <gasps> in cemeteries so that if you were like yep. buried by mistake you could ring the bell how creepy is that well i used to before i went into uh, naturopathic medicine i actually used to be an autopsy and pathology assistant uh so i used to do a lot of those things and the thing is i'm a gemini and i'm very social <laughs> and um the reason why I switched over careers is because if my patients start talking back to me, I was running in there screaming, crying, and going to possibly the temple. I don't know what I was going to do. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they, there are stories of how people would do that, and, like, all of a sudden things would move, and you're like, oh, my gosh, what happened there? Right? It's crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Tangent. Total tangent. <laughs> but this is the good stuff. Okay. Um, 
So if people are interested in connecting with you, learning more about your practice, you uh, specifically, how can they learn more? How can they contact you? Yeah, so the best way is to look me up on the web at uh, Dr. Erica Wood. So it's D-R-E-R-I-C-A-Wood.com. You could also go to uh, IsquaHealth.com or look up the Naturopathic Clinic of Issaquah. I'm on Instagram under Dr. Erica Wood. I don't give any medical advice um, at all, but it's a fun way just to get to know me and a little bit more of how I am. Yeah, she's really good on social media. <laughs> it's fun. I used to be a uh, graphic design major, and that made me the new love of Canva. Love that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Erica. Thank you, Eric. Thanks, Mom, for the uh, price check in aisle four. And next week, my guest is Ben Chartrand. I know. We'll find out more about him next week. Have a good week, everyone. Stay connected.